We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Last night I was invited by Dr. Mark Sherwood of Tulsa, Oklahoma to join him in a virtual town hall meeting for his candidacy for governor of Oklahoma. On today's show, I'm gonna share with you what I said to him. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Welcome to today's show. Thanks so much for listening in. Today's topic is a review of a town hall meeting that was conducted last night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a virtual town hall meeting with Dr. Mark Sherwood. I was asked to go down and be part of that. Dr. Sherwood is running for governor for the state of Oklahoma, and I'm very interested in him. And I think all of us should be listening to what Dr. Sherwood is saying right now. All of us should be attending to him. Why? Because he wants to listen to you. He, he invited me down. He invited me down last night to be part of this town hall meeting. He did not tell me what to say. There were no notes beforehand. I was frankly quite shocked. He didn't have his handlers call me up and say, what exactly are you going to say on his show when you come down? In this town hall meeting, what will you say about education? Are you going to cover points A, B, C, and D? None of that happened. None of it. Zero. Nobody said, don't talk about this or that because Dr. Sherwood might not agree with you on those things. Be careful in criticizing this part of public education or that part of private education. None of that happened. Zero. Now, why am I interested and why am I excited about Dr. Sherwood's candidacy? because that never happens. When you're dealing with politicians, that never happens. And it tells me that this man wants to listen. He wants to listen to the people. He wants to listen to people that may know more about a given concern than he does, because that's not his expertise. That's not his business. He's not an educator, for example, like I was my entire career. So he wanted to listen. I like that, and so should you, because education matters. And the other thing I like about Dr. Mark Sherwood is he, I think, gets it that education is critical. And if we don't do something, if we don't change our educational system, then our country is lost. And we see that in spades on a daily basis. I mean, my land, I just read an article last night that said that over 60% of American Democrats agree with what Justin Trudeau is now doing in Canada. Over 60%, 60%, and only 17% disagree with him. And the other percentage in the middle there is kind of waffling, doesn't know for sure. That should scare you, because if the Democrats had their way, we'd have the exact same situation here in the United States that you have in Canada right now, where you 
allow a president to declare emergency powers because a bunch of truckers are protesting the loss of their freedom? Uh, really, we're going to go there in the United States? Well, if the Democrats had their way, the answer would be yes. And why did uh, why do those Democrats believe that? Well, it's because of our public schools. It's because of what our schools have taught them. So today's show is about education and what I told Dr. Sherwood, what I said to him in our conversation, unscripted, undirected, totally free conversation. I was, I was welcome to say anything I wanted to say. And I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that we talked about. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. I hope you don't get tired of me talking about education. I hope you listen to the rest of this show. I hope you don't turn it off by saying, well, Piper talks about education too much. I've heard all this before. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. You know that I talk about a lot of other topics, too. But education is the, it's the seed of everything we're debating right now in our culture. Education matters. Ideas matter. Ideas have consequences. Education matters. Education has consequences. How did our country become so messed up, so screwed up overnight? It was like a, with the flip of a switch, we went from a country that had some common sense disagreement, yes, to a country that not only disagrees, but is vitriolic and angry and hateful and uh, where you're actually talking about this lunacy, this nonsense that's prevailing in the, in the public square right now came out of our public schools. D and, and don't get offended if you're in public education. If you're doing a good job, I applaud you. Thank you for your yeoman's task. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Thank you for being one of the few that's trying to slay the dragon. But you know, if you're one of the good guys out there in education, you know that the battle is real. You have to know that. And if you don't know that and you're listening to me right now, I hope you will I hope you'll engage in the debate in the conversation recognizing that's what good education is about and I hope there's an opportunity for learning here. Education can't wash its hands of this mess. We are who we are today in large part because of the way we educate our kids, the things we teach them. And when they're spending more hours per day in school than they are with you, mom and dad, at the dinner table, or in prayer, or even just in recreation outside, playing ball, riding a horse, jogging together, I mean, come on, you know that they're spending more time with those teachers and those principals and those superintendents. You know that they're spending, your kids are spending more time in the school than they are in any other single thing, church, youth group, family time. They're spending more time at school than they do in any of those other things. So how can education wash its hands of what's going on right now? It would be foolish for them to do so because if educators want to claim, well, this isn't our fault, then they must be admitting that what they're doing has no impact. It has no impact on the kids that they have in their classroom and in their schools. 
So they can't have it both ways. If education is important, if they're succeeding, then what's going on in our culture is greatly, is greatly the result of what they do. And then if they're going to say, no, we, don't, we're not, we didn't do that, that's not our problem, then they're basically saying that what they do in our schools doesn't have much effect, doesn't have much impact on our kids and on our culture. And I would argue, obviously, it does. So this is some of what I talked with Dr. Sherwood about last night. Again, you need to go to Dr. Mark Sherwood. Google Dr. Mark Sherwood for governor for Oklahoma and follow him. And I encourage you to support him. Send him some money, listen to what he's saying. And if you like what he says, then vote for him in the primary on June 28th. Why? Why? Because we need people in leadership that understand we've got a problem. We need people in leadership that understand that the same old, same old isn't going to cut it anymore. And ask yourself this, has education changed in the last handful of years here in Oklahoma? I mean, Joy Hoffmeister was in charge of it as, sec- as uh, Oklahoma's Secretary of Education and Instruction. And she's awful, and she's running for governor on the Democratic ticket. And you need to do anything and everything you can during the general election to make sure she's defeated. I don't care who wins the Republican primary. You vote for the Republican against Joy Hoffmeister. If she becomes, if she becomes Oklahoma's governor, we will be Michigan or California overnight because Joy Hoffmeister is a carbon copy. She's a clone of Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. She's a clone. She's a clone of Gavin Newsom in California. Now, people will say, well, she was a Republican while she was in charge of education. Well, go look what she did. Go look at what she did. Education was terrible under her leadership. Social-emotional learning that she championed. And again, anytime you, you, you see or hear the word social in a discussion today, you should be concerned. Why? Because it's, it's almost always an indication that we're talking about a social construct rather than an objective fact. That's why the word is so pervasively used right now. Social justice. You've heard me talk about that. When we use the word social to define or to open up the conversation of justice, then we've just admitted that we think justice is socially constructed and defined rather than objectively defined and real. In other, in other words, we as society, and often society means the elite folks, the smart folks that tell all of the rest of the rubes what to think and what to do, we, society, the social folks, the social leaders will decide everything. We'll decide what racism is or isn't. We will decide what sex is or isn't. We will even decide what two plus two should be or shouldn't be because, you know, the two plus two equals four is actually a product of white privilege, that social dysfunction of our nation. So social emotional learning has a lot of problems endemic with it. And I said that to Dr. Mark Sherwood last night on the town hall meeting, and he didn't stop me. You know, a lot of people, even some conservatives out there, think that the social-emotional learning, S-E-L, social-emotional learning that Joy Hoffmeister championed and still does on our Oklahoma education website. Well, what's wrong with that? Don't you want our students to be emotionally healthy? Again, what are they talking about? Social-emotional learning. Social, everything is defined by culture, 
by society. Nothing is objectively defined any longer. Emotional, that's synonymous with feelings over facts. So we're going to talk about social constructs that make you feel good. That's what SEL is all about. Social constructs that make you feel good. And if anybody is saying anything or teaching you anything in the school that makes you feel bad, if a coach makes you feel bad, if a teacher makes you feel bad, if a principal makes you feel bad, if a book makes you feel bad about your sexual nihilism, uh, then, then we're going to help you learn about how to accept yourself. We're going to help you learn about why it's good to be confused and think that you're a man when you're a woman or that you're a woman when you're really a man. We're going to embrace all of these things that society tells us, you know, make you feel good. Does that sound like good education to you? No, it's the antithesis of good education. And I told Dr. Sherwood that on his town hall meeting last night, and he did not beat it. He did not bat an eye. He did not miss a beat. He he let me say that without any restrictions. And obviously, what I just said is going to be controversial. This is a good thing. What politician does that? What what, what politician invites you into one of his key meetings and gives you a platform and features you and lets you say whatever you want to say about stuff without hog tying you? and hamstringing you, and telling you, well, let's not go there. That should tell you you should pay attention to Mark Sherwood and listen to him. Again, go Google him and consider what he has to say. This is a good thing for Oklahoma, for a man like this to be running, and it's a good thing for the Republican Party to be challenged by a man like this. And it would be a good thing for Oklahoma to have a governor like this that will lead rather than follow, that will change things because he listens to people who understand there's a problem and he's not going to just be satisfied, too easily satisfied with going along with the same old, same old. So what else did I say to Dr. Sherwood last night? Well, I basically told him that we've lost our minds. Our schools have lost their minds. And that's why our country has lost its soul. We've been asleep at the switch. Our kids are being butchered, literally butchered in this grisly game of social engineering. Again, there's that word again, social. This social engineering. And all we've done, all we've done, Republicans included, Republicans who are in charge right now in Oklahoma, supposedly the reddest of the red states, are just asleep. By and large, most of them are asleep. They don't care. I mean, Senator Standridge is trying to do something about this nonsense. Representative Conley is trying to do something about this nonsense. Representatives Sean Roberts and Tom Gann are trying to do something, and they're basically ostracized by the party establishment. Now, I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote Republican unless the Republican Party actually starts demonstrating that it's as evil as Joy Hoffmeister, and then I, I don't know what I do. I guess I go independent. But right now, I still believe that the Republican Party is a bulwark against some of this stuff, and that Oklahoma is better than California and better than Michigan, because even our Republicans that are more purple than they are red are being constrained by Republican principles, because they know that Republican voters would be outraged if they go full blue. So I do believe in incremental gain, and I'm not going to just go nutso and and bail on the Republican Party 
thinking that if I go independent, that somehow that's going to work right now by getting independents and people that are not aligned with the Republican Party elected to office. No, it's what it's going to guarantee is Joy Hoffmeister would be our governor. But I do think the Republican Party needs to attend to the realities that Mark Sherwood is willing to hear, willing to discuss, and solutions that he's willing to consider in fixing this mess. Again, we're butchering our kids in a game of social engineering. All we're doing is dinking around the edges of these failed schools in our state. That's all we've done for, forever. And Governor Stitt is as guilty of dinking around the edges as anybody else right now. We've got failed schools, failed paradigms, failed philosophies, and all we do is dink around and tweak here and there. It's, it's like putting Band-Aids on cancer. You don't cure cancer. You don't cure cancer with Band-Aids. You cure cancer by going to the source, the stuff you eat, the stuff you consume, and you stop doing it. You cure cancer by getting rid of the carcinogens, the things that you consume that are cancerous. Does that make sense? So if you've got cancer of heart, mind, and soul in your kids and in your culture, how do you cure it? Do you put a Band-Aid on it? No, you go to the source and you eliminate the source of the malignancy, the ideas. The bad ideas that they're consuming is likely the source of the cancer in their minds. So get rid of those ideas and then start consuming good ideas. Again, back to Richard Weaver. Ideas have consequences. Consuming carcinogens is going to result in cancer. And that is true of your body and it's also true of your mind. So we've got to attend to the ideas, the schools, the source, the source of the disease in the first place. And I told Dr. Sherwood this last night. I told him. I told him that when you have schools, and this is true, this is true. He was, if you don't follow education on a daily basis, so you're, you're, you're sometimes shocked with some of the things people like me say, because you think, oh, that can't be true. Piper's exaggerating. No, I'm not. It's true that we have a teacher in Boston that's gone national, public, got lots of press for saying that two plus two equals four is a product of white supremacy, that objective outcomes and mathematic formulas is, is racist. And that math has to be more fluid rather than factual. Are you out of your mind? Like I said on Sherwood's town hall last night, don't drive over a bridge that's been designed by somebody who doesn't believe that two plus two equals four. Don't get in an airplane that's been designed by somebody who believes that nonsense. But we actually have that being promoted in our school systems. Oh, you say, well, it's in Boston. You don't think it's just in Boston? You don't think that if it made national press that it's also in your own backyard? Wake up. I mean, a few years ago, if I would have told you that the schools in Oklahoma were going to be teaching that women aren't real anymore, that a female is not a fact, that we can just ignore biology, physiology, genetics, and DNA, and pretend to be anything, anything that's contrary to all of those empirical scientific markers. If I would have told you that 10, 15 years ago, you would have told you would have been said, oh, Piper, you're exaggerating. That's nuts. Somebody in Harvard or Yale may be talking about that out there in Massachusetts or whatnot, but surely not in the reddest of red states. Well, here we are. Joy Hoffmeister has a website that talks about it, promotes it. 
a couple clicks in on that social emotional learning website and you get to a page that tells students how to engage in their first time. I'm not kidding. It's there, how to engage in your first time. And if you click another once or twice, you find out that the author of the curriculum of how to engage in your first time and feel good about it socially and emotionally and learn, learn what it means to engage sexually for your first time. The whole thing is written by a radical, a radical LGBTQ activist in Oklahoma, yes. So you've got two plus two, it isn't four. Uh, biological fact of a female? Ah, no, that's a racist. That's that's uh, that's phobic to claim that. That's right wing. That's white, right wing, white supremacy. Teaching people today to judge everyone else by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character. Would you have thought that was going to be popular? The 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 rage, the educational rage the in vogue thing to do, the newest idea that would be embraced by all? Well, here we are. And what is our Republican leadership doing about this? Well, they passed 1775, House Bill 1775. And like I've said before, thank them when they're right, criticize them when they're wrong. Governor Stitt was right to do that. He, he was right to sign. HB 1775, which makes, makes it illegal in the state of Oklahoma for a public school teacher to teach your kids that one race is inferior to another race and that they should judge people by the color of their skin rather than the content of a person's character. It's illegal to teach that nonsense in Oklahoma. And the left has lost its mind, Joy Hoffmeister among them. What about all this nonsense about our Constitution being xenophobic, written by a bunch of xenophobes, dead white European males? Do you think that maybe we're on the verge of chucking our Constitution? if that's what our kids are being taught. How about all this stuff about our country is only exceptional? It's only exceptional. Well, they don't even use the word exceptional. Our country only has the material wealth that it has for the few that have it because of white privilege. They don't want to talk about exceptionality. That's why I changed that word right there. Because exceptionality would imply that America is good rather than bad. And they don't want to go there. Any discussion of the American dream, of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, of getting up and getting out because of what the American system uh, allows you to do. Uh, any talk of that, well, no, that's off the table now in our public schools because that, that would imply that America is better than another nation, another culture, that we are exceptional rather than a country to be criticized, deconstructed, torn down, and then rebuilt as a Marxist utopia in the image of Black Lives Matter and critical race theory. And again, I am not exaggerating. This stuff is a fact. That's why it's prevalent in the nightly news, people, is because it's being taught to your kids in every one of your schools. Yes, in Oklahoma. And what has our current Republican leadership done about it? Very little. HB 1775, thank you. Thank you. Right thing to do. Thank you. But what about all this other nonsense? What are we doing about it? Why is Senator Standridge, Rob Standridge, standing alone when he's trying to confront the child pornography that's being peddled in our public schools in Oklahoma? Tony Morrison's The Bluest Eyes. 
Maya Kababi's Genderqueer. Both of these books contain graphic pornography. Both of these books contain stuff that even their proponents will not post, will not post out there in social media because they know that when they do, when you actually see it, they will lose the debate because the stuff is deplorable. It's debauched. They won't post it. You've heard me talk about that in a recent show. We've raised up an entire generation that actually actually thinks it makes sense to say stupid stuff like, I can't tolerate your intolerance, or I hate hateful people, or I'm sure that nothing is sure, or I'm absolutely confident there, abs- there are no absolutes. This self-refuting, contradictory lunacy, this perpetual sawing away at the branch upon which you sit, which is what they do, that's the progressive mindset, not realizing that when you're done sawing, the branch is going to fall down, and a lot of people are going to get hurt. It's not going to be, it's not just going to suspend itself in midair. I mean, 23%, 23% of Gen Zers and millennials think it's okay to use violence to silence those with whom they disagree. That was a poll that was reported in The Blaze not long ago. 23%. That should frighten the heck out of you. 23% of our young people, Gen Zers and Millennials, think it's okay to use violence to silence someone they disagree with. A trucker, a teacher, a radio host, podcaster like me, or maybe someone like you who just wants to talk about, maybe you don't even agree with everything I've said, but you just want to talk about some of the things that I've just brought up. And you think that Dr. Mark Sherwood's candidacy is interesting and exciting because he represents somebody who at least understands these problems well enough to listen to somebody and not and not try to corner them and guide them in a direction that's going to serve his political ends, but he's just going to let you talk. We're grooming our kids into being sexual nihilists and deviants. We're, we're electing Republicans who don't understand or don't care about any of the above, and the question I have is why. Why? This, this insanity has to stop. Education is about truth. It's not about opinions. Education is about freedom, American freedom, academic freedom, intellectual freedom. It's not about control. It's not about power. It shouldn't be about politics. John Dewey knew that if you made a nation of socialists, you could control them, and that's what we're doing right now. Stalin, Hitler, All the despots of history knew that if they could control the textbooks, they could control the state. Summary here, people. Go listen to that town hall meeting with Dr. Mark Sherwood and listen to the rest of what he's saying in this campaign. The same old, same old, voting for the same old Republican mush is not going to solve the problem. We've got to lead. We can't be followers. We need to be leaders. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.